BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This episode of the Warriors Huddle is brought to you by the Athletic Club Oakland, a sports bar we just love. If you listen to this podcast, you enjoy watching sports, and you already know that watching games with other fans just makes the experience better. Look, obviously, watching a Warriors game on your own is fine. I've done it for years. But watching the game in a place that lets me scream and cheer and just generally lose my shit with other dub fans is so much more fun. COVID stole that opportunity for a while, but the ACO has given it back. The Athletic Club Oakland has shut down their entire side street, created an enormous outdoor space called the Town Gardens, and filled that space with tables, more than 15 huge TVs, and their full complement of great food and drinks. It's big, it's comfortable, it's a great spot to watch Steph continue to rain threes during this incredible Warrior season, the NFL playoffs, or any other sport with fans while still staying safe. I love this bar. I love their food, I love their space, I love their TVs. I even love that it's family friendly. I can go there with friends and get way too passionate, or I can go with just my wife and kid and enjoy brunch while catching a game. The Athletic Club is now my go-to spot to watch all sports, especially the Warriors, and I hope you'll join us there. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans can be sports fans again. What's up, everybody? This is Maxime from the future, here to give you a quick heads up about this week's Warriors huddle. We've been preparing a championship megapod for you all with all sorts of different guests, and we're still in the process of putting that one together. But we had such a fun time recording with Guru that we had to get this one out there to you all. The heads up is this. Guru is going to be in the title commemoration pod, and so are some of the questions you'll be hearing throughout this episode. So, if you prefer not to have any spoilers, then go ahead and hit pause now and wait for the big episode that's coming soon. I promise we won't be offended. But, if that didn't deter you, then we truly hope you enjoy. As always, thanks for listening, and go Dubs! We're going to bring y'all into our huddle. It is my great pleasure to welcome you in to the Warriors Huddle with me, Bram. No Marcus or Maxine today, but I am fired up to announce that joining us for the first time in the huddle, the host 
of the Steiny Guru Show on 95.7 The Game, a man who used his passion and talent to turn a lucky break contest into a quickly rising and remarkable career in sports radio, a guy whose on-air name was earned from the great Pete Franklin himself and an East Bay kid whose brother Rodney once said that he's been an argumentative loudmouth his whole life. Mr. Daryl, the Guru Johnson. What's going on, Guru? What's up? Can I record that and put that on my phone, man? You hooked me up with that intro. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thanks for the invite, man. It is us. absolutely. You guys are killing it. Oh, it's our pleasure. I appreciate you saying that. And I can't associate with most as a success I just threw out into your intro, but I can associate with being a loudmouth man. So I mean, I don't have a I brother, but if I did, they'd call me out. So I mean, there's some pressure on this show, Guru. I, I envision us becoming best friends by the end of this. So I mean, you know, just embrace that. We'll see where we go here. No doubt. And I'll tell you what, that mouth was real loud during this playoff run, man. I'm just, I'm still really, I know I don't play. I don't have a jersey, but we were kind of talking about it, man. I am shocked that they got it done. Happy, but this is the one where I was like, I don't know. And they did that. They did it. We'll be covering it. Let me give you a quick uh, piece of credit up front here. So I loved that after Chet Holmgren has one good game, you immediately oh. took to Twitter, like, don't send me his fucking box scores. Summer League doesn't mean shit. I mean, you're, you're not going to change my opinion. I love that you stuck to your guns, Guru. That's, that's the move. That I was impressed. And you know what? I was actually tweeting that to myself. <laughs> and I had like five or six of my buddies, man, tell me, uh-oh, his body was like Durant. He's going to be a problem rookie of the year. But I was like, if I learn anything from Steinmetz, slow down. But my boy's got a bag. I just got to see if the foul trouble in that body can hold up when when the uh, – I don't want to use that term, but when it's real go time. Yeah, I mean – We've learned, man. I remember Marco Bellinelli had like oh. a 20-point summer league. You know, like I've seen this before. Right? Days like, more. That's exactly right. Like I've I've jumped on the summer league means everything train. So, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and, uh, and relax. We've got a ton of Warrior stuff. But I'd be crazy if I didn't explore at least some of your personal background. Man, we've never talked to you. So let me start here. Okay. Uh, your online presence all says East Bay. Where? Where in the East Bay? Where, where did you grow up? We call it the Yoon, but it's Union City, California. And it's right in Hayward and Fremont. And there's one high school there where I went, James Logan High, and it's produced the greats of Eddie House, uh, Roy Williams. Uh, who else we got? Uh, we got so many. Uh, Daryl Bird, who was on the 84-82 uh, Raiders Super Bowl team, lit around a corner from me. And uh, we got a rich history, small city, but uh, Kevin Mouton, who battled Gary Payton in the Coliseum for the uh, finals when he was in high school. So when I see GP and we bring up Logan, they like, okay, they got some cat. So I'm excited, man. But uh, to get on the radio and shout out my city, they love me for it. And uh, it's just a beautiful thing, man. I so Union City. <laughs> love that you described where Union City is. Born and raised in Oakland. I went to Skyline. You know, I mean, I, the, of course I know where Union City is. And of course I have love for GP. In fact, I was that dude. So like I was the uh, the only white dude on the in the OAO when I was there. So, you know, I, but I, I am that guy. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought I was a black dude for like fucking six, seven years of my life. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this about Skyline. I met some, I have some great friends from Skyline High, all the uh, high schools in the town. But the one 
all my homies from Skyline, they uh, they think they're in real, you know, intellects. Like, so is that you? Do, do you do you do you rock that way? Because they're like, watch out, man. <laughs> oh, I would tell you yes if this was the last question we were going to have. But since we're going to be talking for a while, okay. you'll see that no, I have no <laughs> intellect at all. Absolutely not. No, no. We all we were all a little pompous about being up on the hill. Okay. You know what I mean? But like, no, like we we got no good education at all, and I won't go there. Uh, in any way, you'll notice that I've basically been stalking you in preparation for today. I know you're a Dallas Cowboy guy. We're not going to jump down that hole. Okay. But my impersonation is that you've been a Warrior fan forever. You you cut your teeth during the filthy Cohan era. This isn't new to you, yeah? yeah no, no doubt. And this is a true story. Shout out my boy Ron Tillman, nine years old, my CYO teammate and friend to this day. Over 40 years, we used to catch the bar from Union City to the Oakland Coliseum. His aunt worked for the Coliseum and would let us go sit where we wanted because nobody was there and see the likes of uh, uh, Chris Washburn, you know, the guys like that, Purvis Short. And my, I mean what I'm about to say. When the Warriors, the Warriors were so bad that the thing for me was I would adopt a playoff team. Yep. That was just – that was the thing that I would do, you know, and just dream that someday it'll be the Warriors. And they had that run against the Lakers with TMC, you know, but they were kind of outmanned against Magic. But, you know, Shaq and Kobe really captivated me to where those were two iconic greats. I ain't no Laker fan, but, you know, some of my guys hear me say this, oh, it's purple and gold. No, the Warriors didn't have their stuff together, but when – I'll tell you this, and I'm all over. I'll slow down. When Nelson drafted Weber and Sprewell, who's my all-time favorite outside of Steph Warrior, that's my Golden State Warrior, when they had that team that lost to Phoenix and gave Phoenix every all that and some, had that Warrior team played any other team, who knows, but that was one of my all-time favorite Warrior teams, man, because Weber had swag. We had dudes. And I thought that team put – I was like, man, we got action, and Nelson couldn't get it to last. You're right. If, if, if Timmy hadn't gotten hurt, right, that, if he had Hardaway, oh. and we kept yeah. this whole shit together, Nelson was ahead of the curve. He had wow. the whole point forward thing before anybody else, and we had our guy, Guru. That's, that's exactly right. Um, here's where I'll, I'll also agree with you. You're right. Um, I remember the whole $10 baller seats, too, so like, I didn't have anybody who could let me into the games. Okay. We had that. Okay. Sit upstairs and then go sit. In <laughs> and, and you know, one of the, one of the things of being a Warriors fan of that era taught me was composure because you could go sit anywhere you want. You could go sit on the floor. Go yeah. no You didn't lose your shit. You know, as long as you That's pretended good. like, look, I, of course I belong here. You know, yeah. I, I learned that the hard, I got kicked out a few times, but you know, you learned how to, how to fit in. It, uh, it was what it was, but it, here's where I was leading to it. So did you ever see this coming, man? You know, if, if you went back, if you could hop in a time machine and go talk to yourself, what, 15 years ago, and you said, look, they're going to make six finals. They're going to win four titles. Would you have believed it? Like, did you ever think this was a possibility uh, when we were first coming up in this? Man, I love the question. And to, to answer it, hell no. And I go <laughs> back to the day uh, Chris Mullins' retirement ceremony, when Joe Lacob, who I'm waiting on the book in the movie, because it technically could be written right now, to survive that and kind of play into that, like, you know, we're going to hang some banners in the booze, because I didn't tell you this, my 
my new friend, Monte Ellis was my Steph Curry. That was, it was him and Fitzgerald, Barnett and Monte. And I still, to this day, you know, as a warrior, I don't think Monte gets his propers throughout the league. That's right. just me. But I was like, I'm riding with him. If he says him and Steph can't coexist, then they can't coexist. But for him to get traded the way that he got traded, and for them to boo, I wasn't at the game, but I was technically booing. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And then for this guy to come from Davidson that doesn't look like LeBron James or doesn't look like Spider-Man or Batman that uh, is known for shooting, but even in college where LeBron came to check him out, I'm like, that's not going to translate. To get the gift, not just of the player, of what he is, I call him the basketball Obama. I'm fond of Obama, so I'm being proactive. But Steph has those mannerisms, those traits, every reason to be a jerk in life. You're so good at what you do. You revolutionize the game, and yet this dude is as humble, is all outdoors, so that – so no, and the the worst part about the best part about it is my mom always taught me the late great Daisy Johnson. Son, good things happen to good people. There was talk or whispers as he finished. He won the title at thirty four, bro. Right. So it's not even over, and he's on number four. Let's go. Um, let's see, working backwards. Also a huge Monte guy, so much so that I still believe his moped story. I don't give a shit what anybody. Oh, else look says. at you. Okay, hundred percent, hundred percent as much. And as far as Lakeb, if Lakeb had said, "All right, look, one of two things is going to happen. Okay. I'm going to invent time travel, or the Warriors are going to win you know, four <laughs> titles," I would have been like, "I don't know how he's going to invent time travel, but like, wow, like there's no way it was going to go in that direction." Uh, tell me about the lucky break contest, right? So. I read about, I know it was at the Englander, but like, how nervous are you as you're doing that? What did you talk about? How do you okay. take advantage of that opportunity? I'm long-winded by nature, but I'm going to condense this. Check it out. And, I, and I'm a firm believer in karma, man. I, I really am. And I'm not coming to you like I'm perfect or haven't made mistakes. But uh, the first person I ever heard, and you mentioned him, do sports talk was Pete Franklin. I had a courier job for Icon Office Solutions. So from Union City, I'd go to Hayward, and have my homies in the van. We'd listen to the music, Camiel or whatnot. But it got so monotonous that I could tell you what time uh, a rap song or a song was going to be played. <laughs> So I switched over to AM, and it was Radnich and uh, Pete Franklin. And at that juncture, man, I'm going to Emeryville, San Francisco, San Jose, every day doing the same thing. It was like I was talking to my friend, and he had an opinion, and all I wanted to do was share it. There never was a vision of, oh, this could be my life, or this could be, you know, my passion. Make a long story short, I graduate from – uh, I get a promotion from a job that my neighbor, one of my best friends, Frankie Carrillo, his dad owned. So now I'm doing, so I'm inside, I'm selling office time, service contracts. I'm wearing my shirt and tie. My boys calling me Obama thinking I didn't made it big because I ain't doing nothing on the street, but I got the job with the tie. And now I, I found out that the, the power and the medium of radio, like, see some friends and family. Hey, I heard you on with Pete. I heard you on with Pete. You know, they reach out and his thing was, if he didn't like what I was saying, he'll flush you and you hear the little, I you know, and I'd hang up and have to wait. So my first call, he goes, what do you think you are? Some type of guru? And ever since then, that's how, 
who's calling? Guru, guru. And that's how that went. And, you know, it's some friends and family were like, oh, maybe you should try to get into it. But this is pre-internet. There was no Twitter, no Facebook or social media. So I was like, I'm going to live my life, keep making my calls, what have you. And that's what I did. Met a, my wife, Mia, from Sacramento, moved from the Bay to Sac. And then I start calling 1140 here in Sacramento. And that was uh, the Rise guys, you know, who were on on 95.7 The Game. But now I'm a salesman. I got, I'm a father of three. And my job at DeVry was to make your dreams come true. It was really like a, I think it's statute of limitations. It was really like a used car lot. If you came <laughs> to see me and interview and didn't enroll in school, it was going to be a problem even if I had a good, you know, and I was saying I had good reason. Yeah. Or, well, they can get a ride. So I'm doing this, listening to uh, people's story every day about what they want to do. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, are the Giants winning? Uh, are the Warriors in the lottery? And it wasn't not, you know, I didn't care. It was like, that's where my heart was at. But I was damn good at my job. So I helped the students enroll and we'd give a tour of the campus. And one day I came to my phone, I'll never forget it, 2012, and I had like 11 different text message and voicemail, seriously. And my first thing was like, uh-oh, something's wrong. And it was all kind of different friends that I've talked to, had talked to. They say, hey, this new station, 95.7 The Game's having this contest in the Bay, lucky break. I swear to you, man, I'm like, been there, done that. It's all good, I, it ain't meant to be. Now, I didn't share this with you. There was another uh, original station in the Bay Area. And when I would make my calls doing my inside sales job, they called me back, the program director, and had me come to San Francisco and meet with him. Yep. And there was another station coming, 1050. And it was about that time. So I, 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 didn't, I didn't call and say, hey, can I get a job? They, they sought for me. So I go meet with the guy and the program directors, honestly, whispering sweet nothings and acting like I'm going to be a part of the team or roster. True story, man. I went to my job and told them deuces. Chris Brown, they throw me a going away party like I'm really about to be on this team. Nothing ever like cattle, bad cattle. Nothing ever came about. I had to go back to my job. And I took that pain with me before getting married. I was done with the radio. Yep. I might have went almost two years without calling. I was hurt. No, I they didn't tell me to go quit, but I know what was told. The streets are talking. I don't know when it's going to be, but it's coming. It never happened, bro. So years later, I get this text message. I'm like, I ain't, I'm done. I'm still hurt. My brother Rodney's birthday, he lives in Castro Valley. We just so happened on the last day of, of the contest um, entries, we're having a drink at the Englander, and there is 95-7 the game, and this is your last day to, you know, to, to, to apply. And he tells me, you going to let your dreams go? I go, dreams, dude. I'm in my 30s. I got three kids. It's over. Anyway, we had a shot of Patron for his birthday. I go, let me see what they're talking about. So they gave you what to talk about the subject, not how to talk about it. And it was Hugh Jackson. And the Raiders had blown two home games to get in the playoffs. Yep. And he was always getting facials and his nails all manicured. And I didn't like that, right? I thought he was a bit of a fraud. 
So I went up there, dude, with no expectation. And they gave me two minutes. I still got the video. And I was just me. And I qualified. It was about 100 and somewhat dudes. We go meet. And I'm looking around. And I'm wearing a shirt and tie for work. These dudes are that I don't even know are looking like, oh, who's Diddy? Like I'm doing this for the contest. But now that I look back on it, man, it helped me. Yeah, so to make a long story short, I show up each week, take PTO from the job, but understand I'm a professional communicator in regard to getting you to open yeah. up. Not perfect. So I had to play to a crowd, and I think that helped me try to do the best I could at that point. But when I won, it was Sunday nights. There was no promises. Take this cash. Uh, if we tell you it's over, it's a wrap. And by the blessings of, uh, of the Lord, now, and I figured out all I could do, even with my imperfections, because when I first started, I was like, I ain't Pete Franklin, I ain't Radnich, I ain't Rome. All I can do is be me and let the chips fall where they may, bro. Uh, the imperfections are what make you the rising star that you are. Oh, wow. And then, and then look, that's, there's no bullshit. There's no reason yeah, no, to tell I appreciate you that. that's, you know, that's, that's I think I read a, a quote from you on an article yeah. saying, look, I realized that I was a fan, that I could relate to the fans, and that's what's helped me capitalize. Um, one last follow-up before we talk Warriors. So if that's me, yeah. If I get the, if I go through the, I'm almost on 1050. You know, I I, fucking, oh, I, I take some risks, all of that, and then I, then I can't do it. And I'm sitting there in the Englander, and I watch this contest going. A portion of me just wouldn't want to be vulnerable again. You know, like wow. fuck you. Like I don't, I don't want to go. I don't need your judgment. Wow. I don't, I don't <laughs> want you telling me yes or no. Like I, it's up to me. So yeah. there had to have been like just a leap of faith, being willing to be like, no, okay, f it. I'm gonna go up there and try this. And it sounds like it was your your brother telling, like, slightly motivating you, like, no, to get you know get up there. You can't you can't miss this opportunity. No doubt. And you know what? I always wanted to be a bigger brother, and I really wasn't that until I had uh, two sons it's not a, you know, I'm their dad, but I got to, to be able to teach and learn. Yep. But my big brother is the reason, just like you said, he kind of poked me in the chest verbally, like, dude, you, and I didn't see what he was seeing. And thank God that, you know, we were in celebratory mode and maybe I had some, that, that Patron hit me in the right spot to go up there and just almost do it for my brother. Even if they would have told me I didn't make it. And the rest is history. Well, also to have, if they bring up Hugh Jackson and your take is, look, too much time getting oh. manic. Like, that's gold. Yeah, that's that's gold shit. You know, like, you're not trying to force, like, I don't like the Raiders offense. Right. You know, like Carson Palmer should be right. airing it out more. Like, no, like, you, you stuck to your guns, which is, uh, right. which is a smart move. Last personal question. Is this a dream job, man? I mean, you know, you are, you are talking about one of your favorite teams. You're on yeah. the flagship for the Warriors. You've been meant to do this. Are you living out your dream? This is no joke. I've had that what I deem dead-end job. I got friends and family that on Sunday at 10 a.m., they're stressing because of Monday at 8 a.m. I've been there. Yep. This is beyond my dream job because no matter what I would be doing, if I was a painter, if I was a gardener, I would be following and watching sports yeah, just like I'm doing now. So I go to bed and wake up, even things in my life, to where I got it made, man, because what I do is what I love to talk about. I could study, I could get on his nerves, he can get on mine. I he's a family, but <laughs> dude, we got it good. So, to answer your question, if there's an answer of beyond dream job, I'm honestly living it, man.
Steinmetz is an old friend of this podcast. We haven't talked to him for a while, but he's been on. He told me. Yeah. And one of the things he told us about what he, uh, he came in, he was the main guy covering the Spreewell shit. When he he chose. I don't remember him for that. (laughs) He was the Ross and Rick Buker. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love the idea that you're now teamed up with the guy who was able to like chronicle him choking the coach, you know, as your favorite player. That's, uh, yeah. And there was a racial under that whole situation. Do oh, yeah. you think? Yeah. Like a oh, the yeah. dude, it was they were all standing behind him at the at the mayor. Dude, that was that was ugly, man. That was just some old school warrior shit. I the the thing that I remember sticking out to me about that fucking story was that you know like whatever it was it was said in that practice. I mean who knows, right? Whatever was said, the, the story I heard was that Spreewell left first. He took a shower and then while he was in the shower, he started to be like, no, fuck that. And then came out. Oh, wow. Okay. And the okay. kind of anger that would have to be involved to like, to be in the locker room trying to cool down and be like, nope, I'm going to go choke that mother. And have water hit you and still you can't cool That's down. exactly right. I need to get out there right now. Um, well, here's a, here's a transition uh, at the risk of overkissing your ass. We've been listening. No, nah, you ain't doing it. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> yeah, look, we've been listening to you from afar. You are very good at what you do, man. And it wasn't your luck break man i'm glad you have us in you know that, that it was hours to have you out on the radio i appreciate that let's talk warriors so i got a bunch of random ass questions okay. yep. and here's our first so looking back at the 2022 run what moments stick out they're not your favorite moments not the most important moments just looking at it you know what are some of the ones that come to mind and to give you some examples we've had people tell us uh when Steph was showered with the MVP chance in Brooklyn, you know, when he first came back and, and saw KD um, or Clay's return, those kind of things, or, you know, give me my fucking ring okay. when he was yeah. at Boston. But you tell me, man, what, what sticks out? Hey, I love this question. And it's everything about the big three. It's everything about Steph breaking the record. And, you know, I don't want to overstep my bounds here, but, I saw how he operated with mom and dad because they were the basketball family on different instances. And I love my parents and I'm lucky that, you know, they've been together for over 50 years. So I know, or I believe I know what he was feeling. Yeah. And that, that moved me to almost felt like him, like, damn, it's not all three of them together. Okay. Yeah. That, that was heavy, but man, I'm, I'm going to give the flowers to the person I think really deserves them. And that's the numerous games at Oracle, and this is no shade at the chef or anybody else, where I saw Jordan Poole sometimes make me forget that it was Steph Curry's team. And he wasn't doing it from the standpoint of it's a contest. He mesmerized me with his story, his handle at the time, and his ability to, 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 to look fresh and younger because he is, but almost at junctures of the game, like he was the baddest offensive player in the gym. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, there were nights I'm watching Bonte after. Uh, I got to be careful who I kind of, hey, I, got so, I, I need to talk to somebody. I know he's not better than Curry and Clay, but what, you know, I couldn't put it into perspective. And that's the highest compliment I could give Jordan Poole for going to the lab and and coming out and doing what he did in the regular season when Clay wasn't there. And I, maybe it's me, you tell me. I don't know if that's getting enough run. Forget always struggled in the finals against Boston, but 
His growth was a major reason to me that this team was the third seed. Of course, you're right. Rewind it. Rewind it. Rewind. What? 24 months, he's in the G League, and everyone's giving up on him. I gave up on him. Full disclosure. Me too. I didn't like his hair. I was talking shit about I didn't him. Like his <laughs> so, no, of course you're right. Wow, man. And to complete the compliment, the angles that he puts it off the backboard, the angles that he gets shots, wow, I've never man. seen before. I mean, I, I literally, I've been watching basketball my whole life. You know, it's, it's been four decades, and he is doing things that I legitimately have never seen, and that includes the chef. You know, it, it includes one of the greatest no. people to have ever done it. No doubt about that. So I didn't know how you were going to process that. I know you wouldn't hate me, but I don't sound as it doesn't sound as crazy to you because I guess you could kind of feel that to a degree. He he was a big part of this season, man, to me. Uh, here's our second. All right. Okay. So when did you allow yourself to believe that the Warriors could win it all? Because, you know, we, we enter the season, I'm hoping for a fourth seed. You know, they, they get into the playoffs. They had a puncher's chance, but I didn't let myself believe that they're an actual title contender. And you'll, you'll quickly learn I'm, I'm neurotic as fuck. I'm right. like super pessimistic. I take all this shit hard. For you, when did you look, not think they were going to win, but actually start thinking maybe this is going to be a title season? And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound like I didn't have the faith, but it was game one when Clay played some great defense on Ja. They were out of the playoffs, yeah. came over, and he tried to finish with the left, and Clay came over, helped defense. And at that juncture, not the Denver series at all, because there were moments in the Denver series where I was like, even if, you know, Denver would be up 10 or 12, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. But I knew they didn't have enough. But even when they pulled it out, I, I wasn't – I don't want to say overly impressed. I was like, I don't know if that's good enough because they don't have Murray and they don't have um, um, Michael Porter Jr. But when they won that game in Memphis and Ja was going crazy, that's when I said, oh, no. I thought the size was going to be an issue. Yeah. The Warriors have a synergy to them to where Looney – it ain't about how tall you are. It's how nimble you are. Yeah. You know, how you can move lateral movement. And that's a staple of what they are. And, and Wiggins, you know, getting I, – I, I can remember him right now diving for possessions that it felt like the ball was reading. If you don't get this, you guys lose. And he would come up with it or Looney. But after that win it, uh, and job ja missed that shot, that's when I was you know what? Uh-oh. They got, they got some action. I love it. Um, should, and this one came to us from a listener, should Minnesota's owners, Glenn Taylor, because of this past, and then Mark Lauren A-Rod currently, be given a title ring as well for trading us Kaminga, trading us Wiggins, and passing on Steph and Clay in the draft? The Steph and Clay one is one that I don't even know how you ever come back from that. <laughs> you know, I know it's about the, the, the long haul, but what they did and who they got in the two – I mean, that just that that that's a future part of the movie, right? It'll be Minnesota. You know, what intel were you using? So to the listener's point, no, I don't think you ever get over that. And <laughs> would you so let's say you are Joe Lacob. Yeah. Okay. Um I mean like obviously we'd never actually do this, but you know, they have those uh, commemorative title rings they give to fans. You know, like the bullshit. Like, you're yeah. like the first 10,000 fucking fans. Daddy right? hates them, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then, you know, so if you're Joe Lacob, would you on the under send one of those commemorative rings to Minnesota? You know, just like, a, hey, thank you. You know, and then just never never yeah. bring it up. You wouldn't go public with it. But fuck yeah. them. You might as well send it over. 
Hey, a couple of them. I loved. I feel like I'm watching a movie and that happened. Red Arbach or somebody with some galls. Like I don't think that's Joe's style. Right. But you know they call him Joey Lightyears for a reason. But I get that because Steph is everything, man. And remember, he whispered that he didn't even want to be a warrior. Hell was saying it. Just think about that, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he wouldn't work out here. Remember, his he dad wouldn't even let him. He wouldn't even show up, man. Uh, yeah, I I definitely remember those dark times. Here, take me back to the light. Is this a dynasty? It is. It is a dynasty, and I'm sorry. The reason um, I'm super over the top. It's a dynasty. I mean what I'm saying here, and and and, and I'm gonna make you short. In my mind, they won five in a row. Nobody can change that. Toronto was not them before the injuries, okay? That's just real talk. Boy, Phil Handy, I forgot him, in Union City, was coach of that Cleveland team in 16, one of the assistant coaches. They were bickering. They were infighting. They were down 3-1. The Warriors won that to me. I know who the better team was, okay? They didn't get it done. But outside of something fluke happening, who really was the team that knocked off the Warriors and the back cuts and the ball movement? Who really was the team that was their kryptonite? And you, people can homer. I, I, this is not even coming from that vantage point. Real, It's what I saw. And then to have two of the worst years ever, which netted your Wiseman, and I hate we don't know what he is, but he's still hope. But you lose to Memphis the way you did. That bothered me in the playing game. I'll give you 16. You didn't score the last five minutes. And I, and we'll talk about Draymond in a minute. But not Steph didn't score in OT at home against Ja. That still bothers me. But to come back from that and win it in the fashion they did, I'm sorry. The dynasty it is, it constitutes. And the best part, my friend, is it's still going. Let's go. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Um, one of the changes, I don't know, one of the upsides of this championship, at least in my mind, has been watching the Warriors' response to it. You know, what are they going to say now? Talking all that shit, calling out. Oh, go ahead. All of that, okay? Do you like it? That's one of the questions, because it seems like there's different uh, groups here. Some people think the Warriors should act like they've been there before, and then there's people like me who know, fuck it, this is a victory lap. They've earned this. They're allowed to call out all the people who shithouse them on the way up. But for you, what do you think? Do you like that they're taking shots at all the people out there, or do you think they should have uh, played it a little bit cooler? If we keep it real and take the Warriors aside, LeBron James gets chopped up. The Dallas Cowboys get chopped up on that TV cycle and the low-hanging fruit to where I'm like, damn, the ESPN produces no shade. I got it all on my DVR. Cowherds, the Nick Wrights, they're just – it's like this is simple Simon stuff they're saying about the Warriors, but I take it as a compliment that when you're in that cycle, you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. But when they talk about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick – is done with a different tone. Yeah. And the Warriors is almost like Curry's doing it because, uh, like they're cheating the game. And that's what start bothering me. And the way that he went and got that finals MVP trophy, the way they won it, that was the real Kyrie double bird at the garden. Like what else can they truly really say? And that's why, not going on a tangent, I'm, I, I love Draymond and I've been in a team dynamic, not in the NBA corporate what I do now 
I just don't like what he said about why KD came. But what hurts me about the dynasty is I wanted to see the same cast, the KFC, the old recipe. Yeah. I wanted to see how they responded to losing that 3-1 but everybody out here walking the street, even Dub Nation will tell you, oh, it was apparent to the naked eye that they needed Durant. I'll never sign off on that. Even if Dre years later is saying Curry couldn't get a buck, that wasn't his game. He got enough to where he was a two-time MVP, should have been two-time champ, and that hurt me that Dre said it in the way that he said it. But with that said, I hated KD came to rob my book of the Warriors going back to extract revenge. What I don't understand is why do people pretend like 2015 didn't happen? They won a title without KD. We don't have to guess. I mean, like it didn't fucking happen. We were here. I watched it transpire. They lost. They had 73 wins. Wow. It took a a suspension and a ball punch to stop them, you know, from going back to back without KD. The, the idea, look, I, I value the time that Katie was here. You know, we were an incredible, so do I. greatest of all time, but that doesn't mean we weren't champions without him because we were, man. We, we watched him yes. with And he needed the Warriors culture. He needed what Steph and the rest of the guys brought for him to feel comfortable, for him to get those two rings. And I don't hear that enough from him, but I won't, we can psychoanalyze him two hours, but it does hurt me that, Okay, he leaves, and look what happened. I don't want to say it's karma, but look what happened. And this talk of him coming back, I'm I'm so out on it, but the basketball connoisseur in me understands it. If Lakeup is going to give Poole 100 mil, and we really don't know if he's a one, but I want him on my team. You're going to get Wiggins one, 250, and you could get Durant for like 190 yeah. and know what you get, and it would be on. So I get that, but – my dad was in the Navy 30 years, man. He taught me about rank and respect. And I just think KD, even talking and chirping when he left, yep. kind of threw that out the window, man. No, you're not wrong. Um, what the Warriors have shown us in a lot of ways, and I think Kerr kind of represents this, is, yeah, man, they are excellent on the floor, and KD's excellence on the floor is unfucking rivaled He's, he's I- a... You know, he's, he's an, a generational talent, <laughs> right. but that's not where the analysis ends, especially with this team. What you do in the locker room, what this brotherhood means has been just as important. And what we learned is that that part of KD wasn't that great here. You know, and, and so I'm I'm now that we have won again without him Wow. and Wiggins has shown that he can really give us a lot of what we need from that spot. I'm good. Uh, especially with the trade packages we've been seeing. I'm not giving up the present and the future to bring wow. back KD. You know, nah. there, there's no way. I'm hella fired up for JK. I'm not, I'm not trying to see Minga leave, right? Yeah, and, 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 sense. yeah he's, he looks like a freak, man. I'm talking about JK, and he's going to play in the summer league. I, I'm excited just like you are. And it's not, you know, my boy, oh, the, the highlights and the dunks. It's more than that. It's the body. That yes. dude's like a yes. walking mismatch, man. Yes. That's a problem. And I got to slow down. But when you talk about physique and, uh, again, I go back to mismatch, he's got the tool and the skill set to me or the tools, the gifts from the basketball guys to be a Hall of Famer. Now, 
go work and live up to that. But when you look at that dude's physique, man, that you don't see that all day, every day. The, the last time we had somebody who could get to the rim the way that Kaminga can, I think was Corey Maggette. And wow, he was, he was fucking man. awful. It was like one of the worst periods of my life, man. Um, if, if you like commissioned a bunch of basketball scientists to create a body that was perfect for the NBA right now, they'd create Jonathan Kaminga's body, man. Like his, oh, man. So where are we on Wiseman? Help me through this. Are, are you optimistic? Are you, it doesn't matter. Are you pessimistic? Like what uh, uh, video surfaced today of like, it's like six seconds and he's hitting a three. I've watched that shit like a thousand times. Okay. I, I can't watch enough of it because I want to believe in this guy. I got my, I'm showing you my remote control right now. My direct TV remote control. And on my DVR, I still have the three games he played this year for the <laughs> And I thought it was really going to happen. So <laughs> that was the worst thing that could happen for me. But I'm getting a little concerned because every other day, oh, he's going to be, he's going to play in the classic. I get it. It's about the regular season. Oh, he's going to be ready for the, uh, the summer league. It's summer juncture and I'm just like you are too young to miss this much time and still to me I'm no doctor not be ready now somebody just sent me a tweet from Marcus Thompson and I guess they saw him in a five on five that's not the five on five where the world can't see him I want to look at and on top of that if he can play is it pain is it uh, soreness those are two different things so the fact that the Warriors hit a second um Procedure, I, I got to see him not just ball, man, because what I saw of him when he played his rookie year, he don't have what Kaminga has, those bricks in the pocket. Yep. You can go work on that, and he looked thicker, but something's up to scare me. And if it for me, if it don't happen this year, we don't see him this summer, who's to say – the, like the can just keeps getting kicked down the road. He's going to be ready for opening night. Cause I got to tell you this, him not playing all season. That cut me, man. It's awful. I, oh, it was awful. It's awful. Uh, the, I was all fired up for the California oh. classic. I mean, I really was. I was like genuinely excited to watch him there. Now I'm watching some dude, Guy Santos. I've never heard him in my wow. life. I've yeah, no idea who the hell that guy yeah. is. So, um, yep. no, the, the Wiseman thing has been hurting me, and I've never heard of a meniscus that took 24 months. To <laughs> you, but maybe, maybe. Okay. Guru. And yeah. B had issues for two years, right? Yeah. But he was a thick dude. It wasn't – that's what I'm worried about, man. My dude is slim. Um, also, I've never seen him smile once, you know, which I mean, yeah. you know, as an aside, but like Kaminga exudes confidence. You yeah. know, that dude believes yeah. I, I wouldn't mind seeing some confidence from Wiseman, too. But uh, let me push us to this one. Where does Steph rank all time now? And let me make it two questions. Is he the greatest warrior now to have ever played within the franchise? And then where does he rank all time? You know, top 10, top 15. Where do you put this guy? He, OK, listen, he's definitely the greatest warrior of all time. And that, that just, you would be wrong. And I love you, Rick Barry. I love all the greats. Well, you would be wrong not to say it's, it's the chef, especially now with ring number four. And even if he didn't have ring number four, I think when you use the word transcendent, and now we're watching bottom feeder teams like uh, I'll just the Detroit Pistons, they try to play like the Warriors because of what Steph Curry has done, the way that Steve Kerr has implemented this offense. And I'm a big Mark Jackson fan, speaking of imperfections, but he didn't know how it was iso ball getting the last shot. And for, for uh, Kerr to come in and do what he did with this offense, I don't think that gets enough run, but he's a top 15 coach. So yep. Steph is top, uh, is the best warrior of all time. And, and I'm going to upset some people. This is real. 
I'm older than you, bro. So I remember watching the NBA Finals at 11:30, and there was a racial undertone to it oh, yeah. because there was a reason. The, you know, they were coming on that way. Yep. And I don't believe it was something, you know, um, advertisers wanted to get by, get behind. Yep. So, but with that said, Magic can save the NBA. And I know Magic is arguably one of the best, if not the best passers ever. But when you talk about game and skill set, my point guard and my top five, if I had to just go by position, yep. it's Steph. I'm sorry. It is Steph Curry. He's he's open when he comes half court. He's created this, we call it the blender area now to where bigs got to be like Looney. And if you're not, you're put in a position that you've never, we've never seen before. So that means something to me. So it's, it's Steph Curry is a top 10 for me. And, and the reason he's top 10 is I would have him as my PG, my number one PG. And that is no shade at all the other greats, man. Yep. I, I agree with you. It's not a shock to hear. Um, and just his impact on the game. Go anywhere. Pick a gym. Pick oh, a, it's happening. Pick anywhere. Pick a YMCA. Pick a, a 24-hour fitness. Go to a playground. Pick anywhere. Go to college. Go to pros. You're going to see somebody taking a 40-foot shot. You know, want to know why? Because of what Steph Curry has done to this game. You know, if, it's, it's directly attributable to him. No doubt. And it's, they're coming. They're in middle school still. Yep. They're, they're, they're coming even after that. But can I give you a name? Because some of my buddies are like, oh, no, I'm not buying that. But when I tell you he is the first Steph disciple and he doesn't, I believe if you want to get technical, he's better at his age than Steph was. And his range ain't there, but the guts of a cat burglar taking the shots from as deep as he does, I get so many Steph Curry vibes from Trey Young. I knew you were going to it, uh, does that offend you or can you like there's no doubt Trey would be on this and say you know what that's my guy so if you had asked me this I mean I'll always be honest and transparent with you if you had asked me this two years ago I would have got a hell of offended okay like, oh fuck you he's not in the same league and I like, <laughs> but yo no now that he's won now that Steph is like you know anointed himself out there I can entertain me like yeah I can I can absolutely see it the balls the the game the the willingness to fire it up at any point um and you know what it made me really appreciate Trey. Tell um, me, man. Okay, it was two years ago when he's in New York and they make him a villain and he's fine with it. It's like, fuck Okay, me. right. Because <laughs> there's not enough people like that who are like, yep, hey, uh, I yeah, yes. it made me really like him. Yeah. They were talking more. about his hair, his little ball spot. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. I, yeah. uh, I think it was Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller said, look, not everybody can wear the black hat. But the people yes. who can, you know, like I respect and, and Ice Trey can wear the black hat and not uh, give a single shit. No, yeah. uh, he ain't Steph, but you can tell he loves him some Steph, man. And you know who agrees with you is Travis Slank, man. That's why. You oh, know, there they're, you they're go. Doing, yeah. Exactly right. You know, and he, and he gets paid to do this stuff. So you can't be too far off. Uh, here's our next question. Who won the parade? Clay Thompson. <laughs> Boom. I don't know if you saw on Twitter. I can't get over this. Fair or foul. When Clay ran over the young lady, though, but that was like a Ray Lewis hit, and then he stopped for two seconds. I was like, you should have gave her six. But two, and then he runs back. But that's just who he is. The dude's got his dog famous. He takes the boat over to practice. I mean, he truly seems like a cool cat that will never get so big-headed. And you talk about I, – I don't know what you thought about – Clay, after the second injury, I didn't know what was going on. I just have to believe there was 
dark times. Even if mom, Mr. Michael Thompson were there, he had to really be, you You telling me you're missing two years of your prime after getting hurt in the finals where you were giving it to Kawhi? But I, I, my answer is Clay. But, dude, his – you talk about Curry's ankles, and we do. These two years, I mean, almost a 1,000 days, man. Yeah. No, it, it's impossible, and I'll, I'll use this only to say I'd like to offer a big thank you to that woman who stopped Clay's momentum because that fool would have got hurt. Like, we've all done that thing that. where when you trip, you try to walk hella fast so that you don't fall. <laughs> you know, like, we've all done that. The momentum thing is like, all of us. And so he was – that was like a Ray Lewis hit. You know, like, he, he put his shoulder down and drilled that woman. And thank you, lady, wherever you are. Yeah. You may have saved a pretty nasty yeah. injury. No, I hadn't thought of it like that. You're right. Uh, last question, Steve Kerr, is he underrated, properly rated or overrated after this fourth title? He's underrated. And I'll say this. He's a smart guy. Let me tell you why he's a smart guy. He knows what Michael's like on and off the court and forget the fight. You know, that was part of brotherhood teammate. Um, he learned on uh, under Phil, one of the greatest to ever do it, if not the greatest. Uh, and it wasn't just X and X's and L's with Phil and then Popovich. So to get all of that and then go try to do your GM duties. Yep. And I'm a big commentator guy. That's why I love Mark Jackson. Yeah. I'm like, you can say whatever you want, rightfully so, about Mark and his mistakes. You listen to one game. And he played it, but he knows the game. Steve Kerr wasn't bad when he was on TNT. I don't remember if you remember. He was good. So I think the Steph Curry greatness has kind of overshadowed just how good of a coach he is until that top 15 list came out. And for you to win it your first time out after a team lost game seven, not even in the Western Conference Finals, and for you to deal and allow – Draymond to be Draymond. He, dude, I, I love Dre's passion, but how he treats his teammates and young coach and how it just looks, sometimes I'll be on air like, that's foul. I wouldn't do that to y'all. But the one constant was we need the beast to be the beast. So to know and give this dude the space or rope to be him, Myers included, cool. And I think he learned that from Jackson and Rodman. Some of that, man. And, again, I do believe a coach that's won four chips this early on and to come back from the the back, the spinal issues, I do believe, honestly, man, he's underrated. Love that. Um, you know what thing that I – what experience Kerr has that people don't talk about that kind of sticks out to me that I think also contributes to what you're talking about? He played for the Jailblazers. So, I mean, like, yeah, like, you know, but like, I you know, got that. You know, like, but like, he, you know, the Phil Jackson thing, of course, you know, and like, AR Ryder, like, and like all that stuff. But riding with those fools, like the Chris, oh, Moore, I uh, forgot that. And, like, the Scotty Pippen, and what he must have learned in that locker room, and whatever drama must have popped up, and no watching doubt. them deal with that shit. And, and to, to, that's a great point, man. Oh, so, and to bleed it into, so yes, how they've dealt with Draymond has been incredible. And then look at the finals, the balls it would take. To look at a Draymond Green, heart and soul, no, oh, team, and to be willing to sit him and handle it in a way where Draymond was okay with it, and then get him back out there—that it's it's an underrated aspect. It, what he has done for this team, who Steve Kerr is in that locker room, this shit doesn't happen without him. I, I really, and you know what? That, that's a phenomenal point, and I don't. I got to tell you, had that not worked and they lost, 
all the jackals or even the beat writers that were waiting to come at Dre oh, yeah. or come at him in a way to make it be like, okay, let's talk about your demotion in front of everybody. He could have lost Dre, but I think Dre needed to be saved from Dre and just look at it from like, oh, wow, I'm really here, not in the game. And then we got Dre after that. But you're right, man. That took stones. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have had him. I, I, think yeah. I would have let Draymond play. You know, like I would have screwed that up. Um, but it is it is absolute credit to him. Guru, I appreciate you, man. Uh, All day. You are good at what you do. You, that's certainly fucking true today. And I am positive I'm not alone in needing way more Daryl Johnson in their life. So for people who need more Guru, where should they go? 95-7 the game, 12-3, uh, to 3, uh, me and my boy Steiny, you can catch me there. And then also, too, trip, at Triple D Guru, D-D-D-G-U-R-U on Twitter. Uh, I fire off my takes. But I got to give you a compliment. I'm a big hair dude, you know. I just hit 50. I feel like I'm doing well in that department. You got a great head full of hair, bro, so you're doing good. I, I appreciate I you saying that. Steiny's got a good, good head full of hair. Not everybody does. People pay it for it. I'm not hating. But, bro, you got some. I got to give you love on it. I won't tell you it's a wig, you know. Oh, God, you hurt me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it is what it is. It's actually just a background, you know. But like, oh, yeah, that means the world to me. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you, uh, you, man. Let's do this again soon. Okay, you know where I'm at. Have a good one. Good, good. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.